Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. As I always say, it massively helps out the channel. So thank you so much, and let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Ardnerk, who says... My girlfriend is acting obsessed with this random family she just met and it does come with an update as well. I figured I should ask for advice because this situation is really weird and I have no idea how to handle it. My girlfriend Maggie and I have been together for just three months so our relationship is still very new. Things have been going well aside from this problem. A few weeks ago, Maggie started a new job and quickly became friends with a new co-worker, Joe. For the record, I have no problem with Maggie having male friends. I have female friends and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But Maggie and Joe seemed unusually close after a very short amount of time. Like, Maggie was telling me that she was scoping out her co-workers to see who was all business and who she could joke around with and maybe become better friends with. She said it would be pretty easy though because Joe was telling her who was cool. But Maggie barely knows Joe, so why does she trust him so much? Maggie and Joe were hanging out so much outside of work that I actually did feel a little weird about it. I then found out that aside from work, they usually hung out with Joe's wife and kids, which made cheating unlikely but was still really weird. Most people don't have near strangers hanging out with their little kids that much. Maggie has been putting this family above other friends. Like when she waited on RSVPing to a friend's party until she could nail down other plans with Joe and his family. The plans with Joe's family were very vague and hadn't been decided yet. But Maggie was willing to miss her friend's party if it was the only time Joe's family was available. I met them for the first time and it was very bizarre. Maggie isn't a big fan of kids but she was all over Joe's kids. She got down on the floor and crawled around with the baby. The older kid was very shy and didn't seem that comfortable with me but she got very excited when she saw Maggie and climbed into Maggie's lap. So Maggie has obviously spent a lot of time with the family in the past few weeks. The older kid calls Maggie auntie. Maggie once told me she didn't like babysitting and always tried to get out of it but apparently she has babysat for them and she refuses to take money for babysitting. This is just so out of character for her. They also made some weird jokes about Maggie coming to live in their basement, which was really weird in combination with everything else that was going on. Hopefully, that was just a joke. For Thanksgiving, we decided to celebrate with our own families because we haven't been together that long. Joe and his family weren't able to travel far to meet their own family, so Maggie invited them to her parents' house. That's very kind, but it was a couple hours away and they all slept over, so it wasn't a casual trip. Some pictures were taken, including a posed one of Maggie's and Joe's family, with the older kid hugging Maggie's shoulders. 
Maggie made a comment about how she was glad her chosen family could come to Thanksgiving. It is beyond bizarre. She barely knows these people. She has been in the new job just under two months and somehow has become absorbed into this random family. And this is so out of character. She told me that once she hates it when people she doesn't know well insist on hugging her or how cheaply some people say I love you. But she has taken this up to 11. She is fretting right now because the oldest kid's birthday is coming and Maggie apparently needs to get that kid a birthday and Christmas gift and Christmas gift for the baby too. The only gift I've ever gotten a co-worker's kid is when they had a baby shower at work. I don't even know how to bring this up. I know her friendships aren't really my business, but this is so strange it makes me uncomfortable, so I feel like I have to say something, but I don't even know what to say. Maggie cheating on me with Joe would actually make more sense than this. Any advice? This isn't normal, right? Now, I think there's many paths that we could go down with why Maggie is with Joe or or spending so much time with his family. And I know OP said at the very start that Maggie started this new job and quickly became friends with a new co-worker, Joe. But the way he goes on to talk about it, it sounds like they've been friends for a while. The way that they talk about this family when Maggie's around the family, crawling around with the kids and they already seem to know Maggie. It just feels like maybe they've known each other actually longer than what OP thinks. I mean, OP's only been with them for, what, three months. So their relationship is still very new as well. I mean, that's the way it feels to me. I mean, that we could go down the whole cheating route and all this other sort of stuff, but it doesn't feel like that either. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out in a moment, but first we're going to cover some comments. I'm going to start off with Running Further, who says, honestly, this is probably her character and not out of character, like you say. We even said that you guys have been dating for three months. Three months is the first milestone to make a decision about moving the relationship forward or not. So you have a responsibility here to objectively assess your relationship. One thought that crossed my mind would be Joe's family would love for her to live in their basement as a childcare provider, so they may be taking advantage of her for their benefit. Your girlfriend may be trying to show off in front of you to show that she is lovable and respected by people. Many possibilities. I would advise you to cool down the relationship, give her space to make decisions about her life and relationship. If she actively chooses to spend more and more time with Joe's family, you have your answer. Three months is time to decide the future of a relationship, like I said previously. Good luck and remind yourself what you deserve in a girlfriend. Better than this. OP replies saying, I just don't know. What she said is pretty clear that she doesn't want kids, doesn't like them that much, and resents that as a young woman. People just assume she likes kids and would like to babysit. Maybe she was lying and really does like kids, but I don't know why anyone would lie about that. Even if she liked babysitting, I don't have any reason to care about that. I don't think Maggie would ever consider being their permanent childcare provider. She's a professional with a full-time job and that she really likes and went to school for years to be able to do so. Not a nanny or someone looking for work. I'm just so confused and she won't even take money from them so she can't make a living that way. Running further replies that saying, what are your ages? Usually 20s are for questioning beliefs. I also said I didn't want kids, blah, blah, blah. But I do, and I love kids, so it wasn't a lie. I was just seeing what really felt right for me. If your relationship was serious, three months is the perfect time to meet each other's families. If you think it's too soon, however, you also feel like you know her pretty well. Could you have a sit-down conversation with her? OP replies again, saying, We are almost 30, so not extremely young anymore. 
I could understand if this was a more gradual change with her feelings on kids, but she went from refusing to ever babysit and not liking kids at all to a week later saying she loves these kids and will babysit for free and even suggesting it herself. And I think it's just these kids. She made a comment that might have been a joke, but I'm not sure. That Joe shouldn't tell anyone at work about the babysitting because other people would want Maggie to babysit for their kids and she didn't want to. I would understand more if there was a gradual change, like if she agreed to babysit once in an emergency and realized that babysitting could be fun and was open to doing it again. But it seems like she has always volunteered and refused to take the money for something that a few weeks ago said she hated and would never do. The whole thing would be much less weird if it took place over a long period of time and could allow for a change of heart. But she met these people a few weeks ago and is suddenly changing her behavior. Our relationship is new and even I've known her longer than she's known Joe. They're each their own, but I wouldn't meet a girlfriend's family after three months, especially during a major holiday with extended family. Maggie agreed with that too. It's just off to me that she put so much importance on Joe's family coming. A deleted user says, I've got two theories on this. One, Maggie has a bad home life and is inserting herself into this family because it's the life she wishes she had. Two, Maggie is into Joe. I knew a girl who befriended a married couple just so that when things went bad, she could swoop in and take the husband. No one saw it coming, but it happened. It was like her master plan after two years of waiting. Cold-blooded nuts says you barely know her. Her behavior sounds insane and troubling. This is a big red flag. You're wasting your time. You don't know her nearly as well as you think you do. Three months and you're already on the internet and unhappy. Don't waste your next three months. And one more from Love Me Some Otters who says, I just don't understand why everyone in the comments assumes something weird is going on or that he needs to slow down the relationship. I come from a big Italian family and becoming friends with a family, kids included, sounds pretty normal to me. I didn't think they're taking advantage of her. She is refusing payment because they are her friends and she likes their kids. And there was many, many comments about, you know, infidelity, Maggie being obsessed with this family, or that Maggie is just insane. But OP did update the post, which just says, as a quick summary, I thought something was weird going on with my girlfriend Maggie, who became quickly and extremely close to her new co-worker, Joe, and his wife, Kate. After just a couple of weeks, she was trusting Joe with everything work-related, babysitting their children for free and buying them gifts, having the kids call her auntie, putting his family above her other friends, inviting the family to Maggie's family's Thanksgiving, and referring to them as a chosen family. I thought that either this whole thing was some kind of cover for an affair or Maggie had attachment issues. I figured out what was going on and I feel like a huge idiot. I went to see Maggie to ask for an explanation and figured if I didn't like what I heard, I'd break up with her because either she was cheating or had an emotional issue I couldn't handle. I had the opportunity when I saw the gifts Maggie had gotten for Joe and Kate's kids. It seems so strange for someone who doesn't really like kids that much to go so overboard for kids she just met. I asked Maggie why she gave the kids such special treatment, even though she doesn't really like kids that much. Maggie explained that she felt differently about these kids because she had been around to watch them grow and was close to Joe and Kate. So the kids are more like family to her, which means she treats them differently than other kids and they're the exception to the rule. Maggie said she'd probably tone it down eventually, but since they were so young, she wanted to get them something really nice for Christmas. I wasn't really sure what to say next because it seemed so irrational, but then Maggie said that she used to exchange Christmas gifts with Joe and Kate too. 
but that they all decided it was too much trouble and unnecessary so these days she usually bakes them something or gets them a nice bottle of wine. I realized I was missing something important. If Maggie had other Christmases with Joe's family, she couldn't have just met them like I thought. I had thought that Maggie might have emotional issues that made her attach herself to people she barely knew. But I didn't think Maggie was actually crazy enough to imagine that she knew them before. I didn't want to ask, so I acted normally until I left. When I got home, I went through Maggie's Facebook. She wasn't lying and she's not crazy. I found a ton of photos with Joe and Kate going back a decade. From what I can figure out, they all went to college together. Joe and Maggie were big brother and little sister in a co-ed frat slash sorority. And Maggie and Kate were roommates. I also found pictures of Maggie as a bridesmaid in Joe and Kate's wedding and pictures of Maggie holding their newborn child so they are obviously close friends who have known each other for a long time. All of Maggie's behavior makes perfect sense now that I know all this. I think the whole thing is my fault. I have ADHD and I don't handle it well. I've had issues when people are talking to me for a while where I start zoning them out. I've been called out for this before. I think it's pretty likely that Maggie did tell me about Joe and Kate and I just wasn't listening. Maggie hasn't actually done anything wrong or creepy so I think it's more likely that I wasn't listening when Maggie explained instead of this being a trick. This was a pretty big wake up call for me. I'd been ignoring my problem because I didn't want to face facts that it was serious but I know I need to do something before I make any more mistakes. I'm going to start off by looking for a therapist. And that's where that story came to the end. And I did check OPs to see if they commented any updates, if they did find a therapist or anything like that. But there was nothing further. So now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Do you think OP should possibly still, you know, let his girlfriend know his thoughts and feelings and what he was going through at that moment? Let us know your thoughts down below and let's move on to another story. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started and our next story comes from imaginary lawfulness who says i 24 male don't feel like my so 27 male prioritizes me because we mostly spend spontaneous time together rather than planned intentional time is this a compatibility issue or am I making a mounting out of a molehill? I've been seeing Mark for about nine months now. We have a really great time together and for the most part have been very communicative about our issues. I've always felt like it's been receptive and fair to me when I bring up anything that makes me feel uncomfortable and I want to make things work with him. Recently, I felt devalued and deprioritized because it seems like he only spends time with me if it's convenient for him. 
When we hang out, we make plans last minute and we rarely set aside time at a week or even a couple of days in advance. However, I'm aware of the way he makes plans with other people. I see him scheduling things up to a week in advance, so it makes me feel like I'm not important enough for him to clear that part of his schedule before something else comes up. Up until recently, I'd make fewer plans for myself throughout the week in order to make sure that I have enough free time to be available when he is. However, I've recently made a change in my career, whereas before, I could reliably see him multiple times a week without clearing out large chunks of my schedule. Now, if I want to balance work with my social life, I have to schedule things with people in advance if I expect to see them at all. I work 9 till 6pm, which isn't too bad, but I have multiple evening events after work, 1 to 2 per week, where I'm tied up until at least 8.30 to 9pm, and sometimes 11 till 12pm. My concern is that if we continue to make plans that the way we do, we won't really be able to spend a lot of quality time together. I realize that part of this issue is that I can be more high contact in relationships. My ideal scenario would be to see my SO three to four times a week, but I can also compromise such that I only see him one to two times a week if we're both present and actively enjoying each other's company. To be fair to him, we've been able to spend a lot of time together under the previous arrangement. In the past, we slept together six out of seven nights and mostly planned for those last minutes. However, because of my new work schedule, on most of those nights, he wasn't able to come over until 11 or 12 and then I needed to be asleep within an hour or so in order to wake up for work. When I brought up this issue with him, he explained that for him, the people he values the most are the ones with whom he can expect to spend a lot of spontaneous, meaningful time together. My guess is that those are people who he can depend on to reach out at any time without having to take the additional formal step of scheduling a time, date and thing. We decided that we would be trying to have a standing date night on one weekday every week and do something every other weekend. However, something about this arrangement still feels unsatisfying to me. It seems like a way to brush off my concerns with little effort to demonstrate how I'm a priority to him. Granted, we only just arrived at the solution recently, so I haven't exactly been able to see it in action yet. My question is, am I being unreasonable? By the way, I'm totally receptive to being told that I'm not giving him enough credit or that I'm not being flexible enough. This seems like a relatively small issue that can be overcome, but I've been really hung up on it recently and would love some third-party perspective. Also, could this be a compatibility issue where we both care about each other but express it in different ways? And we'll start off with Ginger Lorax who says, I think his suggested solution of a standing time and then more flexible time was a good one that shows he is interested in trying things your way a bit. I'm inclined to say that if he really wanted to see you, he'd make it work, no matter how, i.e. he'd lose the bit about wanting to be spontaneous. It seems like you do have incompatibilities there, but I think creating a standard date night shows that he's open to change. The two says, I would say different priorities. You are not wrong, he isn't either. I can definitely see his side too, a partner you can call whenever. Trust to be there when things turn sideways, call when there's an opening in schedule. This is probably how he defines quality time. Other than that, he did agree to make more plans and you agreed to try it. So try it and if it still doesn't work, don't just decide that you are high maintenance but decide whether this compatibility issue is severe enough for a breakup or not. And she says and quotes, we decided that we would try having a standard date night on a weekday every week and then do something every other weekend. And goes on to say, for me, it seems like he's making an effort to compromise. And quotes again, up until recently, 
I'd make fewer plans for myself throughout the week in order to make sure that I have enough free time to be available when he is. Then says, to be honest, I think you'll set this precedent. You kept your schedule free enough that he could make spontaneous plans with you and you'd be free. Why does he make plans ahead of time with other people? Because he knows if he wants to see them, he has to plan ahead a little. Why doesn't he plan ahead with you? Because you were always free before and he didn't need to do that. I'm not blaming you. I just think the situation is changing and it'll take time to adjust. He also has to learn that he can't take your time for granted. You're busy now. If he cares about seeing you, he can't just expect you to be free at his convenience. Whether he is willing to make that adjustment will show you how high you really are on his priority list. So far, it seems like he's willing to compromise though from what you said. You just have to see if he puts it into action as well. And I gotta say, I pretty much agree with those comments, but I do like a story like this that's, you know, not high drama or anything, just people questioning about compatibility issues within relationships and whether they, you know, work for each other. I always find these stories interesting in the, especially the advice that's given. So let's move on to the update to find out what did happen next. So while my original post didn't get a ton of attention, I really appreciated everyone's insight and advice and I thought I'd update you guys with what happened. Mark and I came up with a great compromise to do weekly date nights in addition to the spontaneous activities we usually did. It went really well for several weeks and I truly thought would surpass this little blip in what was an awesome relationship. However, this weekend he suddenly told me that he didn't want to do this anymore. I was very confused since we'd been able to communicate so well on our problems up until now and we're in a good place with everything. Our relationship seemed like it was getting more and more serious. I'd met his parents, we talked about future plans, etc. Honestly, I was pretty blindsided by his decision. We talked about it for days and in short, he'd been experiencing problems with anxiety and depression and couldn't see a future with me or with anyone. Our relationship had become too real and he had a gut feeling of panic and anxiety and couldn't give our relationship what it needed and deserved. The fact that we had been actively working on our relationship and reaching good compromises was likely counterintuitively contributing to the problem. I think to an outside party it might seem like a cop-out, but I understand why he did what he did. Our relationship has a history of this. I've always known about his commitment anxiety and I've always patiently worked through it with him since I know how well we work together. He's broken up with me once before, but we stayed in frequent contact and continued to have sex exclusively. That time, the breakup didn't feel real. We still talked and nothing really changed between us except the technicality of being a couple. I knew then that the problem wasn't his feelings about me, but something nebulous and scary as a result of anxiety issues on his side. This time, it felt pretty similar to me. Fred made plans to see each other again and continue hanging out just a few days after the initial breakup. In fact, the night he told me he wanted to stop doing this, he broke down, questioning why he couldn't be happy with me and wondering if he could be happy at all if not with me. I comforted him and we wound up having sex and he slept at my place. I processed all of that for about two days, since we needed to meet for unrelated reasons two days later. Over lunch, I realized that I really, really wanted to continue spending time with him and support him through his issues. And I'd always been hoping for things to turn around again and for us to get back together. We had another long conversation about his feelings and why he needed to remove the aspect of responsibility and commitment between us. And I came to really understand that his issues are far deeper than what is within my power to help him with. In fact, 
had probably been enabling his avoidance of facing his commitment anxiety by continuing to be so emotionally supportive of him while not technically being together. On top of that, it was so painful for me to spend time with him when I knew we still cared about each other so much. It was really hard, but I told him that I couldn't be part of his life anymore. He cried. I cried. We probably just held each other sobbing for about 30 minutes. It was very melodramatic, lol. When we stopped crying enough to catch our breaths for a bit, I told him that I love him. He said it back. This was the first time we said it to each other. And wow, I guess it's also the last time we will. It's also the first time I'd said it to anyone, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I don't really know why I'm sharing this. I always appreciate when people update on their issues and this sort of seems like a surprising slash dramatic update to a relatively minor issue. So if nothing, it's some entertainment for y'all. It doesn't feel good to write this out. It's helping me make sense of it in my head. I'm planning to go to therapy this week to deal with all the confusion. It helps a lot to talk about it. I'd appreciate some advice on dealing with a breakup when both people are still very much in love. I'd also really like it if someone would validate me in the decision I made lol also open to insight on whether i did the right thing edit wow i'm overwhelmed by all of the support for those of you who have gone or are going through something similar know that there's a stranger on the internet wishing you well occasionally i've caught myself thinking about what could have been if we didn't have these issues and i realized that's completely irrelevant without our particular set of problems it would have been a different relationship between two different people and i wouldn't trade that no matter how good it might have been the experience we actually had I also don't want to minimize my SO's efforts or demonize his choices. He fought against his anxiety for a really long time and was extremely present, supportive, and wonderful boyfriend when he did. I did truly think it just got to be too much to handle, which I don't blame him for. I'm proud of him for recognizing that something needs to change. But yeah, time to storm ahead rather than live in the past. I truly wish him the best and believe that he's going to find happiness one day. And also, I'm going to be a-okay. Thank you so much for the encouragement and the inspiration. You are all beautiful souls. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. He asked for some sort of validation if they did the right thing. And to me, I think it was absolutely the right thing in this particular situation. And I think OP was mature all the way through with their answers and the way that they're dealing with things. But what do you guys make of this situation? How would you have dealt with it if it was you? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we in the spare crime everywhere. You're selling false hope because you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care. Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care. Uh, you just don't, still selling false hope.